How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey there, Disney files. Thanks for tuning in. Just a little warning that whilst we like to keep things bright and light here at Dissecting Disney Ditties, occasionally we do drop in a bad word or two. So if you're listening at home or in the car with the kidlets, you might want to listen to this later. Enjoy. We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet to record today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. But on this show, we'll be breaking each Disney classic down. Hello, hello. Welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties with Stackers and Will. I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. And on this show, we will be breaking down each Disney classic song by song in an attempt to answer the impossible question. What is the best Disney song? That was a terrible impression of Winnie the Pooh. Can you do Winnie the Pooh? Uh... What is no? Wait, I'm, for some reason, I go for like uh, like deep south for some reason. What, like, what is, is the best Disney, Disney song? song? <laughs> um, what, what is the best Disney song? Oh, no, no, that's oh, not. That's oh, not it. Bother. I think I've got a bit of Tigger, maybe. Um, what is the best Disney song? Oh, that, that's <laughs> know, not bad. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Not bad. All right, yep. I'll take it. Yep. I'll take it. Um, I felt like I was delving into Looney Tunes territory a little bit there, so <laughs> it's a little bit slippery. Uh, little voice, <laughs> voice acting really not my thing. Uh, I, uh, you know, I think the people who can do it are incredible. Uh, definitely not my forte. And props to you all. Props to you all. I um, I saw a, a recent uh, interview with a lot of the cast from The Simpsons, and they were just like changing the voices on the on the fly. Yeah, uh, and that was pretty incredible. Yeah, I follow a few voice. Uh, artists on TikTok and my goodness, I can't mm. remember the girl that goes absolutely viral because she does like the transitions between voices and explains what she's doing vocally to yeah. shit. Um, I follow her and, yeah, it's just incredible work. They make it look so mm. easy, so easy. but Absolutely. It's really but not. But it's not. It's not. No. Uh, it's almost like it's an art form and uh, should be treated as such. Yeah. Mm. Weird that. Weird that. Funny Weird that. that. <laughs> uh, but what's been going on in the wonderful world of Will? Oh, look, it's uh, it's 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 been a big couple of months. Um, you know, life is just sort of winding down a little bit as we head towards Christmas. Um, you know, it's it's no secret I'm a teacher, so we've sort of in that last couple of weeks of the year where you know students are steadily finishing up and dropping off, and we're just getting like less and less classes running. Have um, any of so your students found the podcast? Uh, I think a couple of my year 12s did, um, but I'm always very coy about it because, yeah. um, you know, we, we don't shy away from the naughty words on, yeah. on either of my podcasts. So when I talk about, you know, having a podcast, I'll be like, oh, what's what's the name of the podcast? I get very coy and I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell you that yeah. <laughs> uh, because I don't want you listening to it. And I'm very, like, I'm honest with them. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, I don't want you listening because this is why. Um, I have a giant I, yeah, my, sticker on my laptop and, yeah, I used to have kids back when I was a teacher. 
and yeah. I, I'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I have a podcast. And they'd be like, what's it called? And, like, the, the logo is too small to see from far away so they don't think yeah. to, like, come up to my laptop and check. But I'm like, oh, that's that's for you to work out. That's just a yeah. there. <laughs> it's a nice little treasure hunt. Type and in the word you, Disney and good luck. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, especially because I run a D&D club at my school. And so like my tabletop role-playing podcast comes up quite a lot. But again, it's the whole like, I'm not going to tell you that. The only song I've ever written to completion. <laughs> How about you, Stackers? How you been? Um, I'm good. Uh, the year is winding down which means that I have a lot mm. on uh being a musician so lots yes. of gigs uh I'm playing a musical I'm playing a carols concert I'm part of me doing a last minute my child is auditioning for the school musical and she must get the lead role here's some money lessons yes. and um <laughs> <laughs> you love those yeah and um I'm finding new shows to binge I've nearly finished um Superstore have you ever watched that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I really liked Superstore. I'm obsessed with it. I'm in the second last season. I'm so yeah. obsessed with it. I just started Wednesday. Oh, yes, I've heard good things. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. I've, I'm only one episode yeah. in, but, you know, it's cool. That's cool. I um I recently have started reading again, which is something that I really used to love doing, but just felt like I've never had the time to. Um, and I read the first book in a series that the there's a TV show called The Expanse that's based on it, um, which is a really really incredible sci-fi series for anyone out there who's into that sort of thing. Basically, it's like the the humanity has colonized. Uh, the moon, Mars, and the asteroid belt. I've seen the series. I didn't finish it. Yeah. I was about to say, is this like it, the moon and Mars and Earth or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's like war brewing between them. Yeah. It's just, it is so good um, that I do highly recommend it to anyone out there who's into that sort of thing. But I also recommend the books as well. So right. um, if you're into the books, check them out, starting with Leviathan Wakes. There you go. Um, but we're not here to dissect Will's reading habits. <laughs> or the various movies that are on streaming services. Or the various movies that are on streaming services. We are here, here to, to talk about, about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That's so what would have happened yesterday. So you know, yes. <laughs> this is going to go down as one of my favourite stories of recording podcasts. But basically oh, yes. Will and I got together in person yesterday Mm. And I had dinner. It was so lovely. We're it was lovely to see you in the flesh. Yeah. We're chatting. I'm super chill because we're going to record a bonus episode. It means I didn't have to do any research and I couldn't be more relaxed. <laughs> and Will ducks out of the room and I'm chatting with Angie. And Angie says, she starts talking about Winnie the Pooh. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, she, and then I was talking about spirit and she goes, what are you recording tonight? And I said, spirited. And she just gave me this look. And she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Will casually strolls back into the room. <laughs> and then I, like, I, I looked back through our text messages. I was like, no, I surely have not screwed this up. And you can see the point where we've... <laughs> Read the same thing, but diverted down completely different paths, and it's uh, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. So I said to Will, "I haven't watched Winnie the Pooh yet," and he said, "Well, I haven't watched Spirited yet." And I was like, "Well, good chatting with you. Bye." It was lovely to see you. Let's put this off. <laughs> so yes, uh, thank you for rolling with the punches, there, Stackers. That's okay. That's so fun. It was nice to have an early night, but <laughs> just I laughed about it the whole way home because I. 
just I thought if we didn't have that conversation and we managed to get to that point where we said we're here yeah. to dissect and just said the two separate films and <laughs> then had the wait what moment. <laughs> that would have made a fun little bonus episode, I think. We could have just like recorded our conversation. So I'm gonna chat about the film I watched and you chat about the film you watched and we'll just see if we Let's can try like and find help some each other along. Ground. Yeah. <laughs> well look luckily for us, uh, the movie we're talking about today is not overly complicated. No. So it is the 2011 iteration of Winnie the Pooh. So we have done a previous episode on the 1977 package film, which was The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. This is the Mm -hmm. 2011 standalone, barely a feature film, Winnie the Pooh. Barely, barely. We're like back in Dumbo territory where we're done inside of (laughs) – an hour and 15, essentially. There is so much padding in this film. It's ridiculous, purely yep. so they could put it in the cinemas. Yeah. And it absolutely. also explains why the credits at the end are like 11 minutes long or something. That's excluding all the yeah, extra Disney okay. Plus stuff. It's just padding, yeah. padding, padding to make it um, long enough to get it into a cinema. Um, yeah. Which, Which it doesn't yeah. it doesn't really feel like it's been padded out. Like I guess there's certain sequences where you look at it and you're like, okay, that could definitely be something that they added or that could be definitely be something that added. But it never like my experience watching this movie, and I only watched it for the first time for for this podcast, um, was that I went out to my work Christmas party on Friday and I was devastatingly drunk and I came home and I was feeling horrendous the next day. Um, but I chucked it on and I sat down and it was a very pleasant movie to watch in that sort of circumstance. I, you know, I didn't have to think too much about it. Um, it was very sort of whimsical and fun. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually didn't mind this movie. Yeah. Look, I really love it. I, I feel, I find that I really like anything to do with the, Winnie the Pooh universe. Um, It's just, you know, it it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. My problem with the film is I can't really tell you what it was about because there's so many random unnecessary scenes in this film. Yeah. And it really feels like this could have been a 20-minute TV episode and they were like, oh, crap, we've just got to add stuff Mm. in, like just give it other mini storylines that don't really like the – Eeyore and Tigger scene. Uh, why was yeah, that there? You know, yeah. like <laughs> I was like, no, I can't remember what the actual point of the movie is at this moment. No, that's fair enough. What is and the point? When I was sort of when I was sort of reading up about it, it said it, it. I read that um, initially they wanted it based on five of the the Winnie the Pooh stories, but instead they based it on three. Mm. And I can't really tell you what the three are because they've kind of str- like unlike. If memory serves correctly, unlike the the seventy seven one that we watched, mm. which felt like three very distinct chapters, yeah. this had like the through line of trying to find Eeyore's tail, yeah. and then everything else sort of happened around that central plot point. And but then, it was very much a continuing story. Yeah, it was kind of like Eeyore's tail, the Baxen. I don't know if the the Tigger, like Eeyore being left behind thing, might have been a third one. Yeah, okay. I can't think of what else was in this movie. Mm. Christopher Robin disappearing, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's sort of the Baxen thing. I mean, speaking of Christopher Robin, I I just felt so sad when this movie started and the uh, narrator, which is John Cleese, 
So good. Classic John Cleese, yep. Uh, is talking about this is the room, it could be the room of any ordinary boy, but no, this is the room of Christopher Robin who had a wonderful life and imagination or something. And uh, in, uh, I'm not going to rehash all the research I dumped in the 1977 uh, episode. So if you want, you can go back to episode 14 to get the full backstory mm. of Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin. But basically Christopher Robin was A.A. Milne's son and he had an absolutely horrible life because he was bullied at school and then um, Winnie the Pooh came out using Christopher Robin's real name and that mm. just got him bullied even harder at school. And then when he grew up he had all sorts of mental health issues and he kept trying to sort of disassociate from this book. But obviously you've got one of the most recognisable names in in lit- literary history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think his name is more well, well known than A.A. Milne's name who wrote the damn book. Yeah, and absolutely. And so, um, yeah, he had a really horrible life and like he, he rejected the royalties from the book and um, I think he died quite young in commas. I think he was sort of in his 30s maybe. So I hope that's young. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, to then like see this film that's like, oh, this is Christopher Robin's room and happy days mm. and sunshine. That that poor boy turned man was so exploited. Um, yeah. It's funny because now that you've sort of explained that, it feels that, that like that introduction is a little bit of like a uh, – in like an in, in memorandum type thing. It's like this was the room of Christopher Robin who and and now has that sort of energy of like who is no longer with us, you know, um, yeah. which can make the whole thing feel a bit more grim. It, if To me it feels really glossy. Like we're just going to tra-la-la over that history because I think when – let me just check when he died, Christopher Robin – Oh, comes up with a bloody movie, real person. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Have you seen the live-action Christopher Robin? Uh, no, I haven't until five seconds ago. I didn't realise it was a film. He died in yeah. 1996, so he'd passed away by the time this film came out. Yeah, okay. Also, he didn't die in his 30s. He was 75 years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that is going to tweet me. Um <laughs> Yeah, thank, thank heavens because uh, I'm in my 30s and that was making me face my own mortality, which I am not ready for right now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the Christopher Robin movie? No, but after watching this, I, I looked up the trailer and it looks kind of fun. I, I, I might actually sit down and watch it at some point. Mm. Um, I don't think it's a musical, so I don't think we'll ever cover it on the on the, the podcast. Oh, but, why um, would you yeah, bother could- watching it? Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> watching it for this. Why would I? Um, yeah, but like, like it's got Ewan McGregor in it, and he mm. seems quite quite fun. Jim uh, Cummings I enjoy does him. Winnie the Pooh. Again. Yeah, all the, all the voices I believe are the same. Um, are they? Yeah. No, they're all different except for Jim, from what I can see. Oh, say. okay. All right, I take it back. Yeah, I know some of them passed away quite soon after this film, actually. But yeah, I know like Brad. Oh, Brad Garrett is Eeyore. Dear old Brad, who we spoke about, oh, yes. pardon me, yep. last episode Entangled and played, um, what was Raymond's brother's name? Robert? Robert Barone, Robert yeah. Robert yep. and everybody loves Raymond. That's a, good, that's a good match, actually. And something that I did notice about the voice of Eeyore in this film, um, the 2011 one, is that it's quite deep and gravelly. Oh, it's so low. He sings and it's really like contrabass. Yeah. Level. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Which... Is a crazy, crazy voice. I like. I can't even. I can't imagine having a voice that deep. It's just so, and that's like the the normal speaking voice. It's crazy. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm just reading uh, the synopsis of this Christopher Robin film, which came out in 2018. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. The story follows Chris, Christopher Robin, now an adult who has lost his sense of imagination, only to be reunited with his childhood friend Winnie the Pooh, who he must escort back to the 100-acre wood. Oh, this poor guy's life. Like uh, yeah. Disney is <laughs> just trying to make it so glossy and it just wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah, oh. yeah. They're like, well, he's dead now, so we can make these films. Uh, yeah, Ugh, really, really Poor gross guy. and sticky. There's lots of lots of interesting things you can watch on YouTube about it if you if you're interested. If you if you mm. want to know the truth, don't go and watch the film. If you're interested, go watch <laughs> some YouTube clips, and then you can kind of you know see how you feel about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. All right. So, uh, do we have a drink? Uh, we do. Doom. Oh yeah. Disney drinks, y'all. So I actually had initially wrote down the same drink that I made. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I know which one you made because I went back yeah, and yeah. listened to that episode. Yeah. Um, so I, I wrote it down and I was like, I better just check. <laughs> and then I checked and I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> so uh, so today we're gonna make something different. We're gonna make uh, a drink that is a bit of a twist on a uh, buttered rum. If you've ever had a, uh, a hot buttered rum, it's kind of like... Um, Harry Potter? Uh, oh, that's buttered beer. Sorry. Yeah, it's buttered, buttered beer, yeah. It's kind of like a um, hot toddy, if you've ever had a hot toddy, but yeah. there's no tea. It's more um, like spices and rum and hot water um, and then honey is used as a bit of a sweetener as well. Right, um, okay. Cue the jazz music. <laughs> So this is kind of like a um, a batch recipe and it's going to make four servings. So, you know, adapt it as you will. But essentially you are going to take two-thirds of a cup of dark brown sugar and uh, half a cup of unsalted butter at room temperature. You're also going to take a quarter cup of honey, half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a quarter teaspoon of ground nutmeg, an eighth teaspoon of ground cloves and a pinch of salt. And you're going to use, uh, using an electric mixer, like a stand mixer or a hand mixer, you're just going to beat all those together until they're sort of blended and smooth. You're then going to transfer that mixture into a some sort of jug, a big jug that has the capacity for us to then add three quarters of a cup of spiced rum and two cups of boiling water. You're going to then mix that all up and divide and serve. And that is the honey hot buttered rum. Uh, I don't have this one in front of me today. Uh, again, I will reference the fact that I went out to my work Christmas party and have not quite recovered from that. Was so, that when was that? Uh, that was Friday night. That was two nights, uh, three <laughs> nights ago. Now, uh, but I am not a young man anymore. Stackers. Uh, my one is this Friday, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, it was really nice listening to uh, episode fourteen. Because that was our first episode that we did out of lockdown. 
Oh, was it? Yeah, so we were back in person for the first time. We had our Disney drinks together for the first time. Yep. Not the first time ever, but for the first time in many episodes. Yeah. What what a time. Listening to us sounding younger and way less organized than we were. My God. <laughs> it just I was like, come on, pick up the pace, people. What's with all these gaps? <laughs> Yeah, uh, we've been, we've come so fast, Akers. It's been a year. It's been a hell of a year. It really um, has. But kind of touching on that, this is our last episode for 2022, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and it's been it's been a, a a big year. We've we've both had a lot of sort of personal change going on, and and lots of growth, and and we've come a long way in in this year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in the next year because we are going to reach the the end of what we've sort of. Uh, unofficially been calling season one of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we're not far from the battle rounds. We are not. Uh, so early next year, early 2023, you're going to be in for some uh, some inf- some uh, big old fights. Yeah, and it, it's interesting because we kicked off this year with the, the Renaissance. Right. So the first movie we did this year was the start of the Renaissance. Right. And it's interesting because technically Princess and the Frog is the beginning of the new Renaissance. Yeah. But because Winnie the Pooh's in the middle of it, some people consider Frozen to be the beginning of the new Renaissance, which is going to right. start 2023. Okay, yeah, which cool. It's just a coinkydink. Just a nice little coincidence. Yeah. Um, but as something a little bit fun to do, which I think we also did last year, or was it just in the bonus episode that we did this? Um, oh, speaking of bonus episodes, you can listen to myself, my brother, and my sister uh, watching along Aladdin, The Return of Jafar, and Aladdin and the King of Thieves over on Patreon at patreon.com slash dissecting Disney. But uh, for today, we have organized some fun trivia for each other. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Um, five questions, each of increasing difficulty. And I've just remembered that I had one I wanted to add, but I can't remember what it is now, so I'm just going to leave it. That's hilarious. <laughs> so basically Will and I discussed the fact that this wouldn't be a very long ep- episode because we can't do the original synopsis because all we'd be doing is rehashing the one we did in episode 14. Yeah, yeah. And it, there's just not heaps to say about this film because it's kind of a film that Disney tried to bury very quickly, uh, which I will do uh, in Stats with Stackers, which we'll do. Do you want to do that before or after trivia? Let's do trivia first. I okay, think. we're we'll going to head straight into the, the trivia movie. and I have got some doozies for you. William? Alrighty. Do you want to go first or do you want to take it one at a time or do you want me to go first? What do you want to do? Let's go. Uh, let, let's do back and forth. Okay, cool. I will go first. Okay. All right. Question one. Name any one of the four named army companions in Mulan. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's Ping. Oh, no, Ping is Milan. Crap. Does this count the guy that sings, let's get down to business? Yes, yes. Whose name they pronounce like two or three different ways in the film. And it is. Oh, my goodness. I can describe it. There's the hot one. There's the really tall, bald one. Yep. There's the one with terrible teeth. Uh-huh. And... The really angry one. Yeah. Okay, I can describe them. Oh, my God, what's the hot one's name? Oh, this is going to hurt when you tell me. What's his name start with? L. 
Lee. Oh, it's Lee something? Yep. Lee. Lee. Nah. Nah. Damn it. You give it up? Yeah, give up. All right. So the guy you were looking for is Lee Shang. Lee Shang, because it's Lee Shang and Lee Shang. Yeah. I also would have accepted Yao, Ling, or Chien Po. I was close with Ping. You were. You were <laughs> close with Ping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, goodness! Good, good attempt. Good, good sort of nutting it out. I thought you'd get there in the end. Oh, okay. I'm going to hit you back with a very similar question. I thought All you were right, going to give me. me this question. I was like, oh my god, we've written the same question. Okay. Entangled. Uh-huh. There are seven speaking characters. Three are guys Rapunzel meets in the Snuggly Duckling. Oh. For half a point, describe them. For the full point, tell me what they're called. <laughs> is one of them named the hook-handed man? Oh, you're so close. Am I? Yeah. The hook-handed thief. Oh, you're really close. Oh. You're so close. Hook-handed thug? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's the only one I remember. Thank you. I probably Thank could you. have said name the bar. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, the bar is the um the the fuzzy duck or something like that. Oh my god, I literally said it in the question wheel. <laughs> oh, did you? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the fuzzy duck. It's something like that, isn't it? The cuddly duck or <laughs> the snuggly duckling. Snuggly duckling. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the fuzzy duck. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. In Aladdin, what is the colour of the gem that catches Abu's attention, ruining their escape from the Cave of Wonders? It's a giant ruby. It is a giant ruby, yes. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Which Lion King song won the Academy Award? It was Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Correct. Thank you, yes. I remember being outraged. All right, question three. When entering Phil's house in Hercules, Hercules bangs his head on the mast from which famous ship? (laughs) The Titanic? Not the Titanic. When I say famous ship, it's famous in the mythology of the film and famous in Grecian mythology. A famous mythological ship. Mm. Atlantis was a city, yeah? (laughs) Atlantis was a city. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're sort of on the right track in that it starts with the same letter. Ah, yes, the albatross. You're so confident, but so wrong. Uh, Would it be something to do with aqua? No, but there was a famous captain called Jason. (laughs) What a godly name. (laughs) There was a famous captain called Derek. (laughs) Um, he, uh, should I know this? You probably will know it when I say it, um, or it will twi- twig a memory, but you may not, depending on how deeply you've dived into Greek mythology. Not that deep. Yeah. No, nah, I pass would, on that. Would you like to pass? Yeah. It is the Argo. No, nah, never heard Jason of it. Jason and the Argonauts. No, nah, don't know what they are. Okay, yeah, all right, cool. They sound like a bodily part, like, oh, he punched me in the Argonauts. They sound like a 90s boy band. <laughs> we are the Argonauts. We are the Argonauts. Sounds like the rival to Elfman and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Name one song from a goofy movie. Uh, or Eye to Eye. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What is the item that Scuttle names a dingle hopper and what does he say it's for? You get one point for each. Oh, is dingle hopper the fork or the pipe? What is it? It's a dingle hopper. The fork is a hairbrush and the pipe blows bubbles. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's like the million-dollar question. Is it A, a pipe, or B, a fork? It's definitely one of them, right? Yeah. I'm going to go with a fork. You are correct. It is a fork. (laughs) And it's for combing hair. You're correct. Two points. Oh, that was so stressful. What does he call the pipe? Uh, Is that the the snork? Snorkblat? Snorkblat, snorkblat, yeah. Snorkblat? Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds like snorkel. Yeah. Oh, that was that was close, man. I can oh. feel your stress on that one. Yeah. <laughs> go with your gut. Go with your gut. Okay, final question. This is a bit of a four-parter. Oh. Name Here we go. these princesses. Okay. Jody Benson. Jody Benson is Belle? Incorrect. Damn it. Is she Ariel? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Linda Larkin. Linda Larkin is Belle. Incorrect. Damn it. Linda Larkin. <laughs> They're all Belle. <laughs> oh, no. Linda Larkin is Jasmine. Correct. Yeah. Paige O'Hara. Paige O'Hara's Belle. There we go. There we go. And Moira Kelly. Moira Kelly is Megara. Oh. Uh, oh, was Moira Kelly um, Princess and the Frog? No. Was she Sarabi? Princess. Oh. Jane? Nope. Nah. Moira Kelly, I've cooked it on. You were very close with Sarabi. Oh, it was, it was Buddy... Um, uh, the other one. Um, <laughs> no, what the fuck is her name? Simba and Nala. There we go. God damn it. You got there. God damn it. Uh, Megara was Susan Egan, and um, that's Tiana right. was Anika Nuni Rose. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There we go. You got one out of there four. There we go. <laughs> I got one out of four. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump into some stats. The year is 2011. Good year. We are officially within the decade that we are in now. Does that make sense? This was uh, 10 years ago. That was 11 years ago. That's why I'm not the maths teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that this movie was still is still not within 10 years of us makes me severely depressed. The music and lyrics were written by Robert and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Mm-hmm. The score is by Henry Jackman with additional music by Christopher Willis. Interesting. Mm. Okay, so in the cast we have voicing Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. We've got Jim Cummings. 
Eeyore is voiced by Bud Lucky. Al is voiced by Craig Ferguson. Christopher Robin is voiced by Jack Boutler. Bolt. Bow. Bow. I can't. Bolter. Bolter. I can't read my writing. Let's go to the digitized version. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Piglet's voiced by Travis Oates. Rabbit's voiced by Tom Kenny. Uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez voices Kanga. Wyatt Hall voices Rue. Uh, Huel or Huel Hauser voices the Baxon, who unfortunately passed away very soon after doing this movie. And John oh. Cleese uh, plays the voice of the narrator, which is very, very fun. So yeah. we know Jim Cummings from the Winnie the Pooh franchise. He's been doing it for a very, very long time. Very, mm. very famous voice actor. He's appeared in quite a few films doing random things over the years, but he's most famous for voicing Tigger and Pooh, which I think is awesome because they're so different. Yeah, they are. They are different, uh, which is really good. I think most recently we spoke about Jim in the Princess and the Frog episode, right? Uh, yeah, he was right. Yeah. 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 Bud Lucky, who uh, voices Eeyore, has had a really amazing career. He's a character designer, a writer, an animator, and a voice artist, and he's been working for Disney, Pixar, and Sesame Street for a very, very long time. Shit. Yeah, so he's a man of many, many talents. Uh, Other interesting people, Tom Kenny, who voices Rabbit. Do you know what else he does? Uh, No, I don't. He is the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Is there a blizzard coming in? Because I've got a cold front. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. 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 And once you hear it, then you hear it. Yes, Piglet. It, it's very nice. Uh, perennial. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's done quite a few things, actually. Quite a few shows from, like, my my sort of childhood. Uh, he played Heifer in Rocco's Modern Life, if anyone watched that. He's That's the Ice King in Adventure moose. Time. Yeah. Um, the Kangaroo. Cool, cool. Yep. That's like a moose. Powerpuff Girls and Johnny Bravo. Yeah, he's done heaps. Yeah, he's pretty famous. John Cleese, we know from Monty Python and Faulty Towers. The I younger- don't know what any of those things are, Stackers. I uh, <laughs> don't know. No, I'm joking. Of course I know what things are. <laughs> the younger kids might know him better as nearly headless Nick in the Harry Potter universe. Yes, those damn young kids. <laughs> What's Monty Python? Well, I don't know why the young kids sound like they're 72. <laughs> and from like Cockney London. Yeah. <laughs> so I mentioned Kristen Anderson Lopez voices Kanga. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's a nice segue to just talk about the power couple that is Robert and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Or if you separate them, they're Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Two names we're going to be very familiar with over the next couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. So... We'll start with Robert, actually. So Robert kicked off his career with Jeff Marks, and that duo is responsible for quite a few things. They first wrote a Muppet parody of Hamlet, which got quite far and then eventually got canned because they thought it wasn't very kid-friendly down at the Jim Henson Company. But then they went on to win two Tony Awards for Best Score for Avenue Q. That's right. Mm -hmm. This... One best score over this. (laughs) 
That is bananas. When you think about the early 2000s, there is some crazy Tony winners that like won best thing <sighs> over this other thing. So from what I know from sources. Uh-huh. Basically. Barbecue or tomato or. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Terrible joke. This might be like some insight. I don't know if this is available on the internet, but I know this, right? So we might, okay. we might have the scoop. We might get onto BuzzFeed for this. Okay. <laughs> Basically, the way that the Tony Awards work is shows put themselves forward and they invite judges to come along and watch the show, right? It's basically yeah. how most award ceremonies work, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So judges are human beings and human beings can be bribed. Oh. And so basically uh, a lot of judges are also um, investors in Broadway and Avenue Q was promised to do a massive national tour if it was going to win the Tony for Best Musical. Massive tour. Uh And so it won the Tony and then didn't tour. Right. Hmm. Interesting because I find it very, very hard to believe that Avenue Q, as funny and brilliant and witty as it was for the time it was written, I understand it's very, very problematic now in 2022, but at the time, very, very clever, won best score, best score over Mm. the masterpiece that is Stephen Schwartz's score for Wicked. Love or hate Wicked, I can kind of take it or leave it. I don't think it's the best book ever, but the score is mind-blowing. Yeah, the score is incredible and the show itself is a spectacle. So the fact that it won best musical and best score is kind of kind of bananas to me. So anyway, that's my inside scoop. Following that, they won the uh, two, let's see how good my knowledge is. So Avenue Q's 2004, yes. 2011 is Book of Mormon and they won the best yes. score, Tony, for that as well, which also won best musical and won a butt-ton of other rewards as well. The pair's also responsible for the Scrubs, my musical episode. Everything comes down to poo. Yes, which is my favourite of all of the musical episodes. Oh, actually, it's a lie. I think the Buffy musical episode just edges it out. But for a long time... The Scrubs musical episode was my favourite musical episode of any TV show. I loved it. <laughs> so after that, uh, Robert started writing musicals with his wife. Mm-hmm. Her name's Kristen Anderson, and together they first wrote the music for Finding Nemo, which was a short musical that was playing in Disneyland or World. I don't know the difference. In the Disney parks, in Animal Kingdom, wherever yeah, that is. Kingdom. If you're American, you'll yeah. know which one Animal Kingdom's in. That's where Finding Nemo is or was. And the music for that is actually quite pretty. There's a really nice song called In the Big Blue. Hey, Dad, hey, Dad, wouldn't it be cool if I maybe met a shark when I'm at school? Or an angelfish, is it true that they have wings? I don't think so. Can you believe there are so many things in the big blue world? I'm going to go explore in the big Seen before so many creatures swimming around 
That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. That's quite pretty. Yeah, I really like it. The voice of Marlon in that is actually Robert Lopez himself, which I think is quite cool. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who's playing Nemo, um, but, yeah, I just think it's really pretty. So Yeah, it works. They did that. And then when Winnie the Pooh was being made, they contacted, I think, like five writing pairs and asked mm. them to submit demos for the movie and uh, Kristen and Robert submitted and got the contract, which yeah, got them nice. Winnie the Pooh and subsequently Frozen. Frozen. So, and then there's a few after that, but, you know, as we go, we'll, we'll add to their resumes. Yeah. In So in the film, Kristen voices Kanga and Robert voices Pooh's tummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Little credits like that will never cease to tickle me. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen is also responsible for writing the music for In Transit, which is an mm. a cappella musical that went to yeah. Broadway. I was obsessed with In Transit for, for quite some time. Have you Why? listened to it? Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of, of this song. So this is what it feels like to be here. <laughs> Instead of getting... We need more acapella music. I'm about to say something quite controversial. Here we go. Here we go. Strapping in. There are certain kinds of acapella music I really like, right? Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of sort of traditional acapella, big fan of Christmassy acapella, quite a big fan of pentatonics when they are produced in a studio. Yeah. I find live acapella quite lackluster when they're trying to do stuff like this when when acapella groups are trying to do pop songs um or trying to do stuff like this where you're just waiting for like that bass end drummy boomy end to just drop in and there's Mm. only so much that voices can do and it's it's why the pentatonics sound so lackluster live compared to Mm. their albums, because on their albums they are very clearly produced. Yeah. Very, very clearly produced, especially the guys that are doing the um, the beatboxing and the bass. That is not how they sound acoustically. Mm. And so I'm always waiting for like – I, I, I thrive on on drops in choruses and things, and it just it doesn't happen live. And I know that's really controversial to say, especially because you are part of a really big acapella group, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, look, I actually don't think that is a controversial thing to say. It's something that I say all the time to, um, like when I talk about acapella music with my students, they they all you know they default to pentatonics basically if they have any knowledge of acapella music, and I, it's a conversation we have all the time where I say to them, yeah, look, they sound great, but in the studio, but they can't replicate that same sound in a live space it's just not possible Mm. um and so yeah no i don't think that's a controversial thing to say at all yeah i mean i am a big fan of uh a university 
college group in America, uh, which <laughs> I discovered uh, on, it was like a reality TV show about acapella groups. Yeah. Uh, that was hosted by John Legend. That sounds like a very engaging TV show. And, yeah. yeah, and basically they're called the Nor'easters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like them, but I think one of the reasons I like them is because there's like 25 of them. So mm, yeah. they usually have like two people on base and two people beatboxing and it just yeah. really thickens out that base end. Oh, Yeah, well, that's, that's like um, Straight No Chaser is one of my favourite acapella groups and they're very much the same. I think there's like 12 of them and they do the same sort of thing. Yeah. I really like it when a pop star or rock star or something does an acapella album or produces an acapella album. Like Ben Folds did an acapella album of his stuff. Do um, you which mean I think the University really, it, acapella album? Yeah, yeah. I've the, actually got the, the sheet music album for that. Oh, do you? All the arrangements are in it. Yeah, they're so cool to read. Yeah, that, like that's a really cool album. Yeah, that was a really cool project. He went around America um, and just found choirs that would – I don't know if he wrote the arrangements or not for them or if they wrote them and he just went and uh, recorded each of them and then he performs with some of them on that recording as well. <laughs> I can see it from the highway And I'm wondering Are they effing in their yards? Effing in their cars? Effing in the trailers in the back? But they're all different universities. Each track's mm. a different uni, which I think is so cool. I just wish we had that sort of culture in Australia. Yeah. Because whilst I might not love listening to a lot of acapella, I do love singing it. So. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> That's our next project. That's season two, I think, yeah. is us putting together an acapella group. <laughs> okay, we've gone off on a ma- massive tangent. Let's jump we back have, onto the have. Winnie the Pooh train. Okay, so basically this is the movie that was intended to sync the hand-drawn animation department and did successfully do so. Yeah, this is their last one, isn't it? Isn't that bleak? Okay, so this was the last hand-drawn full-length feature. Uh-huh. You can tell there wasn't a lot of love in it. It wasn't marketed super well. It is the lowest grossing poo film to date, and that is quite largely because it opened on the same weekend as one of the largest grossing films, I think, I want to say to be in box office history records, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, fuck, of course. Yeah, yeah, Okay. <laughs> The same weekend. So this yeah. film got buried very fast. Mm. Set up to fail. That's unfortunate. Yeah. If you're taking the kids to the movies yeah, <laughs> and your choice yeah. is between Harry Potter and Winnie the Pooh. And, like, the way this is, it, like, it doesn't look like anything new. Like, I remember the Tigger movie being quite big when it came out, mm. which was after this. But this kind of just looks like another like it doesn't look any different to the other Winnie the Pooh stuff we've seen. No, and in a lot of ways it's not. Like it it, it reuses a lot of the same tropes from the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh from 1977. Like the mm. book words come into it, um, but I think it sort of ramps that up quite a bit more. Like, uh, you know, all the letters sort of falling out of the sentences and then using them to climb up the ladder and all that sort of stuff. I feel like that's taking that idea to the next level. But a lot of the ideas and a lot of the structure of this movie are pretty much – 
an exact rehashing of the 1977 film. Yeah. I mean, the only real difference is Christopher Robin now has real eyes and yeah. they yeah. fucked off the terrible idea that was the gopher. Hey, what's wrong, Sonny? Yeah, that's right. Yes, hey, yes. Home. Oh, and Tigger's in the theme song now. But otherwise, it's pretty <laughs> much the same stuff. Mm. It didn't stop me loving it, though. Like, it's it's a really nice film, but that's all you can say about it. Like, it's nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's not at all, a f- like, it's it's a very easy film to watch. It's not offensive at all, but it is a little bit boring. And Angie didn't watch the whole thing because she just got really bored with it. Yeah. I, I so, watched yeah. this. Whenever, I, I'm not sure when we recorded that 14th episode, whenever lockdown ended, sometime mm. last year. But I, re-watching it today, didn't really remember anything from it. Yeah. And I, I saw this yeah. movie fairly recently, like in context, and mm. I was like, nah, I, everything I thought I remembered, I remembered from the 1977 version. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I remembered was Eeyore needed a tail. Yeah. Which technically is the plot of the film, but also is only about, you know, seven minutes of the film title. Yeah. In what yeah, feels like a 22-minute sort of film. So, yeah, they are basically having that that second arm of Disney was expensive and so they wanted to kill it and this is the film that killed it, which is very sad and it's sad that they kind of used this beautiful um, collection of characters to sink it. But, yeah, this is the, the straw that broke the back of hand-drawn animation. Well, on that cheery note, uh, should we take a quick break and have a talk about the songs? Yes. We will be back in just a moment. Hey there, guys. It's Will here from Will in Stackers and Will. Will the... I don't know what I'm trying to do. You're going to say Will the Wise. This isn't a Stranger Things (laughs) streaming. Will the Wise, Will the World Watcher, Will the Wondrous, Wonderful... Wonderson. Keep uh, it moving, pretty. Keep it moving. Uh, this is a message to all of our Patreons who have uh, supported us over the last couple of years as we've gotten the show uh, up and off the ground. And it's uh, it's really something that we couldn't do without you guys. Uh, you, your support, it, it really means the world to us as we close out 2022 and have our eyes set towards 2023. We've got some really exciting stuff planned and uh, we hope you'll come along on that journey with us. If you uh, are not yet a member of our Patreon and wish to join us and check out some really fun episodes including our most recent episodes the uh, director's commentary tracks with my brother and sister Casey and Mitch uh, then you can find us at patreon.com slash dissecting Disney and if you're unable to support us on Patreon that's absolutely fine keep sharing us keep uh, telling your friends about us find and rate and review us on Spotify Apple Podcasts any podcasting app you can it all helps us keep the show going going and keep the show growing let's get back into it i'm so glad that i rewrote your ad read so you could just make one up on the fly <laughs> i was thinking that i was like i should check and see if there's a if if uh if we've updated it at all but oh, i didn't well. i just wrote it off the cup well, well, well. one thing i would like to mention is that the links to our patreon and our merchandise are now in our uh, episode description. So That's if you right, have those, merch. check out the episode description and you will find links to all that fun stuff. Mm, absolutely. Now let's get stuck into the songs. September 100 Acre Wood Where Christopher Robin plays You'll find the enchantment 
of Christopher's childhood days. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Tubby little cubby all stuffed with fluffies. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, well, and nearly silly old bear. Uh, so this is actually just the song that the Sherman brothers wrote. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that is sung by Zooey Deschanel, um, who also I think – I think it is she and him that are doing the songs in this. Uh, you might recognise Zooey Deschanel from films like Elf, New Girl, 500 Days of Summer. She's in a lot of stuff. Mm. She's also got a very famous sister, Emily Deschanel. If you were a fan of Bones, like I was, uh, you'll right. know she Emily was, from She was that. Bones. She's Bones. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, never watched Bones. I have the box set if you <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with it. You'll never hear you put the lime in the coconut another way. He'll be a changed person forever. All right. Uh, I, I look forward to that. Yeah, I should really wait, rewatch it. Anyway, it was funny. I rated this and then I went back and looked at my ratings from the 1977 version. I was a bit kinder yep. to it. I was a lot kinder to it then. Yeah, okay. I rated it pretty much the almost the exact same, but that was just a, a happy accident. <laughs> Would you like to go first or would you like me to kick it off? Do tell. Uh, So I gave it a three for music and a four for lyrics, Mm -hmm. a four for animation, a three for contribution, and a two for cake. Right. Um, I believe that is almost the exact same as my original one. I think I bumped it down a, a, a... and again, this is something I consciously did. I just I marked it one point lower on music and I think one point more on contribution uh, I don't love Zooey Deschanel's voice. Really? Put it out there. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's the the roundness of it sounding like that jazzy sort of, I don't know. I don't dig it. Yeah, I It was very big. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, was, I am a big fan of she and him. I just find her voice really warm and happy. But, yeah, I can see why you wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really, really like the arrangement of this. I really love that they've put the start of it in 3-4 time. So it's like a waltz deep in the hundred, a two-throw, two-three, another. And then it just goes into that, like, fun little – I just think it's fun and really, really cute and yeah. childlike, mm. which I think it just works for the opening of this film. The animation I didn't find too inspiring, but I did give it four for music and lyrics. Mm-hmm. I gave it a two for animation, a four for contribution, and a mm-hmm. four for cake. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the animation for this uh, uh, just didn't find very overwhelming. It's a, basically a flat background with them kind of bouncing around. Remember? Yeah, it's like the, it's the book and then they're like walking from place to place and it's sort of like they're all coming into. Oh, they're going over the map. Yeah, going over the map. Pardon me, the 100 Acre Wood, yeah. Mm. I just find the – and it's something I found, I think, clever in the the 1977 one as well is that I really find the whole book trope very clever. I think they use it quite well in this movie in particular. Oh, it's so beautiful. I think it's such a lovely framing device, especially when when they have arguments about the paragraph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think when Pooh gets stuck in a letter is very yeah. cute at one point. Um, and, when yeah, like Eeyore's, I said, when the – The letter's collapsing and Eeyore bounces down the mountain, it spells help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when all the letters fall into the pit and they use that to climb out of the pit, I think that's very fun and very clever. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's quite clever animation. 
Yeah. Pretty. How does this movie start? Is it just basically it starts off who with wakes Winnie up and he's hungry? He wakes up, and this is this is I think where they really like ramp up the use of the book is that he's they're trying to wake him up, and or the narrator's trying to wake him up, and it's like they're tipping the book upside down and to the side, and he's like sliding all over <laughs> based on where the book has been tilted. It's very very fun. But yeah, he wakes up and he's hungry, and then he goes off to find some honey and. Uh, uh, Before he uh, leaves, he sings the tummy he song. He sings the tummy song, yeah. A pooh bear takes care of his tummy. He fills it with things that are sweet. A pooh bear takes care of his tummy. I never forgetting to eat. When it is growly and blowy, the search for the honey is on. The pooh has a knack for finding a snack unless all the honey is gone. I have basically forgotten that all of these songs exist. I'm with you on that. I, mm. I slightly remember up, down, up, down, up, down, touch the ground, which I feel like this is just the partner song too when mm, he wakes yeah. up and he's singing about his tummy. But I remember up, down, up, down. I gave that, I'm looking, I gave that a one for cake. That's the only thing I remember from it. But I remember yeah. it. I watched this film like five hours ago and I've already forgotten this song. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is probably the the worst thing you can say about all these songs is that they are very forgettable. They're yeah. not bad. And They're I really think we've cute. Said that, I feel like we've said that a couple of times in different movie movies. in covering different movies is they're not bad they're just very forgettable yeah i don't i just don't find anything revolutionary about any of these songs which then if you think about the fact that this pair went on to write probably some of the most recognizable yeah. melodies in disney in at least recent disney history yeah is insane to it's me. crazy yeah so like i said this one was the voice of the tummy is Robert mm-hmm. Lopez, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> so cute. It's so um, cute. I don't, I don't even know what that noise is. Is it like gargling water maybe? Yeah, it's just like a blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Anyway, so I gave this I gave this three for lyrics. I actually gave uh, three for music. I actually gave it four and a half for lyrics. There's a lyric in it that I just adore. Uh-huh. Don't, don't worry, my round little chummy. I'm hearing your ravenous plea. <laughs> I just think it's so my round little chummy. It's just so cute. So yeah, I gave it I gave it points for lyrics because I just thought it was really cute and clever. Yeah, three and a half for animation because it was cute. Four for contribution because I think it really nicely establishes Pooh. For those of us who've never met Pooh before, it's just like this is Pooh. He follows food. The end. Mm-hmm. And I gave mm-hmm. it a zero for cake score score because I've already forgotten it. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I am close to you. I think I gave it a three for music and a four for lyrics, a four for animation because I think that that whole like tilting the book to get him out of bed is <laughs> the fun- funniest shit I've ever seen. Um, a four for contribution and a zero for cake. Yeah. Don't think there'll be any flat fives in this. There's no wonderful thing about Tigger in this. I mean, there technically is, but <laughs> flat fives. <laughs> Everything from now on, flat fives, guys. Okay, so Pooh leaves. And then Eeyore's lost his tail. Yeah. And then I think that's where we are now. Eeyore's lost his tail. We've got to find it slash find something to replace it with. Uh Uh-huh. And And they uh, sing a song that we're not rating, but it's something like, it's poo, it's poo, it's poo. They they keep singing like about who's found the tail. And then it gets to Kanga and she's like, you don't need to sing. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> nice little um, self-aware moment. Yeah. So we get past that and then we go into a very important thing to do. Come one, come two, come all. Everyone heed the call. There's a very important thing to do. Drop what you're doing and come. Bumbity bumbity bum. There's a very important thing to do. It's time to gather. Um, yeah. I'm looking at my score. I was I was distracted when I was doing uh-huh. this clearly because I gave it a four for lyrics. And excuse me, whilst I just retract that, given half the lyrics are bumpity bumpity bum. um yeah not the greatest lyrics but what i I, i'd written a little note next to this song and it was um alice in wonderland i was trying to remember what that meant and this song actually reminds me a lot of the um it's just that it's a lot of things yeah that one it's got a very like classic Disney chorus sound, yeah, um, which I really really love. Except without the chorus, yeah, <laughs> it's but it's got that same sort of Zoe like Deschanel with a um, chorus effect on her voice. Yeah, yeah, but I, know, I totally totally get where you're coming from there. But that's why I gave it a five for music. I thought you were about to say flat fives. I was like, oh no, God, no, okay. no, 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 no. So I gave it a uh, – I'm just launched into my scores, sorry. Um, I gave it a five for music because I think that, yeah, it just brought a, a lot of nostalgia out of me there. Um, but I only gave it a two for lyrics because, as you said, the lyrics are not so good. Bumpity, bumpity, bump. Bumpity, bumpity, bump. Um, I gave it a four for animation because there's some quite fun things happening in it. Uh, I gave it a three for contribution and a zero for cake. Huh. I too gave it a zero for cake. Uh, Will, what is cake? A cake, for those who are just joining us, is our catchy Kylie Earworm score. Basically, how well do you remember the song after the movie has ended? Is it sticking with you for 30 minutes, for an hour, for a day, or will you never forget it until you take an ice pick to your brain? I feel like every time I ask you that question, I hear panic. <laughs> How do I explain this in words that make sense? (laughs) It's panic mixed with excitement that I get to talk about it. It's like it's a cake score and it's like it's cake. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I gave it three and a half for music. Mm -hmm. I gave it two for lyrics in my revised score. I gave it four for animation because I agree. I really love the ending of this when all the signs get put around Rabbit and then all the signs fall in a circle and then the scarecrow lands and hits him on the head. I just thought it was very cute. Yeah. And for contribution, I gave it a two. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we're on this storyline of like Pooh needs – not Pooh. Eon needs a tail. we got to find the tail. And then Mm. we just take a right and all of a sudden (laughs) we're in this like completely different movie where Christopher Robin's gone out. He's written, I'll be back soon, but Pooh can't read. And then is it Rabbit that reads – the letter? Uh, and says, Al. Al reads the letter mm. and says, Baxon. Oh, it's the Baxon. It's like a devil thing. He's being kidnapped. Just and all makes of a sudden, up this bunch of shit. And all of a sudden we're in a different movie. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, actually, I won't say anything about this. Let's just play it. Let's just play it. Let's play it. It's a giant creature with a tail. Here, I'll draw Pigleton for scale. No, did it here. Its hide is like a shaggy rug. Its face a surly, ugly mug. 
with two sharp horns atop its head, between a mop of hair that's red! <gasps> and in its nose a ring of gold, it smells of monkey's feet and mold, its toes are black, its fur is blue, I swear that all I tell you is not made up! The Baxon! The Baxon! The Baxon! The Baxon! Oh no! What does a Baxon do? Yes, Owl. What does a Baxon do? Hmm. What does a Baxon do? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and now I will tell you. This is fun. The Baxon. We the don't ba- like the Baxon. I like the, um, I swear that all I tell you is not made up. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pink Elephants on Parade meets Trunchbull from Matilda. Yes. Agreed. It's sort of the smell of rebellion and pink elephants. Mushed yeah. together. Yeah, I agree. I really like this because the Baxen, this like evil creature they all fear, does things like tangles up your Christmas tree hooks yeah. and spoils the milk <laughs> and stops the clocks and puts yeah, holes in your you socks. <laughs> yeah. Puts holes in your socks. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is this is the best song in the sh- in the movie. Like it, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. It's completely stupid. Like I do not know how we got here. It's like yeah. you blink and all of a sudden you're like, did I change the channel? Is this a package <laughs> film? I didn't realize I was watching. But the animation in this is so cool. It's very cool. Yes. Yes. So to do this, they used felt tip markers. Okay. Yeah. And then once they ran it through the computers, they fuzzed it all out to make it look like chalk. Yeah, okay. But it's really, really cool. It looks really good. I really like the animation for this whole sequence. I think that it's quite fun that they're all sort of contributing to the building of this myth by just suggesting things that the Baxen could do and then all of a sudden they're like, yes, that's what it does. It does this, it does that. (laughs) Now, Um, if you put this next to Kill the Beast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're not too bad till he's dead. The Baxen! <laughs> through the mist, through the wood, through the darkness and the shadows, it's a nightmare, but it's one exciting. The Baxen, the Baxen. What did you rate the Baxen song? I gave it four for music, five for lyrics, because it's mm-hmm. just so funny. Yep. Animation, I gave it a five because I just thought this is really clever and different. Not something I'd seen before in terms of the style. I have seen Pink Elephants on Parade. And uh, da, 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 I gave it zero for cake. I'm going to give it one because the Baxen, the Baxen. You can have a point. Yep. Uh, what did you give it for contribution? Four. I think you skipped. Four. Okay, cool. I am very similar to you. I gave it a four for music and a five mm-hmm. for lyrics. I also gave it a five for animation and a five for contribution. Mm-hmm. And then a one okay. for cake. Yeah, mm. it's it's just a good song in the middle of a very nothing movie. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So after this, uh, I'm looking at the next song, and I can't remember what this is about. We get out of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're looking for the backs, and they sing about the backs, and then they leave Eeyore behind. Yes, and they've gone off to set the trap for That's the That's right. They're going to lay out books and socks or something for him. So Eeyore gets left behind and then Tigger, this is why I didn't do a this is what the film's about because honestly, like, <laughs> it's just stupid. It just goes, so he gets left behind uh, left, and Tigger finds him and he's like, they left me behind. And he's like, okay, I'm going to turn you into a Tigger. I don't know how we got there. Yeah. Why? Yeah. 
Okay, I, cool. I so Tigger's like, I'm going to turn you into a Tigger for reasons. And he paints some stripes on him, puts a spring on his tail, and then bounces around and yeah. sings this completely freaking pointless song called It's Going to Be Great. Going to fix you up. By the time we're through, I'll be Tigger one, you'll be Tigger two. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Going to be two pals hunting in the woods. And a show that bats and we got the goods. It's gonna be great, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great. Well, oh, sure. Stop that gloomy rumination. All you need is a little bit of tigerization. Wait. Why wait? To you see it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great. Hmm. Hmm. Does it make you think of next to normal? It's gonna be good, good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Two weeks and it's all working just the way I knew it would. <laughs> this, I don't know. This is like the weird part of the movie. But like, it's if you showed me this in a Winnie the Pooh short, mm. I'd be like, that's cute. Yeah. But in the context of this film that they've tried so desperately to make a film, yeah. I was just like, I have no idea yeah. what is happening. Are we still looking for what the tail? Like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's making him a Tigger. I don't recall any part of this movie, um, which is, I guess, why I gave it a cake score of zero because I don't remember this song at all. Yeah, I think, like, I don't know if this is right or I'm just making this up because Tigger is kind of an outcast. Yes. Because is this the film or is it the 77 film where he's like, no more bouncing? And then Tiki. That's gets, the 77 film. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mushing them together. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess like Tigger's kind of an outcast. He's like, cool, we'll be outcast together. Be a Tigger with me? Question. Yeah. Mark? But he's also trying to teach him to stand up to the Baxen as well, by the looks of it. Because in that whole oh, sequence, yeah. he's like, He's like throwing shit at oh, him that's and, right. and he, like beating him up they essentially. They have the Rocky moment where he yeah. like puts him in the corner of the vegetable patch, puts the tomatoes on his paws and then yeah. like squirts water in his mouth from the hose, I think, and makes him spit it into a bucket and then he turns himself into what he thinks the Baxen looks like and then yeah. Eeyore leaves, question mark, and he- He throws- Eeyore into the forest and then he chases in into the forest and then thinks that the Baxen has taken Eeyore because he can't find him and he looks down to see all the tracks that he's been leaving. That's right. Yeah. Because he's got something on his feet. He stepped in mud or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like pots or something yeah, on his yeah, feet. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, yeah. yeah, so now he's dressed as the Baxen and mm. – then we leave that, I think, and then we go into another story. Like, hang on, first, what do we what do we rate this song? Yeah, so I rated this as a three for music and lyrics, yep. a four for animation, a one for contribution, and a zero for cake. Cool. I gave this a three for music and lyrics, a three for animation, a one for contribution, and a zero for cake. Very, yeah, very nice. similar. Yeah, and so the next sequence we get is basically Pooh's lost his mind. Are they in the hole now? When do they get in the, the hole? They're in the hole now, I think. They get in the hole after they – how do they end up in the hole? I don't remember how they end up in the hole, Pooh... Stackers. I'm going to be honest. Okay, I don't remember Pooh, this movie I do now. remember Pooh is losing his mind 
because he's so hungry yes. because back at the start yes. his tummy was rumbling and now we are, you know. An hour into it. It feels like movie. an hour yep. into it but really it's like 15 minutes into it. <laughs> and he's now all, everyone he sees is a pot of honey. Like everyone is like yes. a walking, talking yes. pot of honey. And then somehow he ends up in a hole, in the hole that they've dug for the Batson. Because they put an empty pot of honey onto the rug, oh, which is over that's the right. hole. And he forgot it was and he empty. Forgets. So, yeah. yeah, now he's in yeah. the hole and then something, something, rabbits in the hole and then something, something, Al, who has wings, who has functioning the, wings. Isn't- yeah, that's something that I actually thought was quite funny <laughs> and I was waiting for it to be referenced because I'm like, the owl has wings <laughs> and the, when he flies out of the hole and tells Piglet where he needs to go and then he flies back in and everyone's staring at him and he's like, what? And he's like that was the most incredible speech ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, that's quite funny. That was very funny. This is this is funny because it's a whole lot of skits. Like when Piglet gets the rope, and he's like, wait, there's yeah. six of you, and cuts the rope into six pieces. Into he's six like, there pieces. you go, you all get a piece of rope. Oh, and the the, the wordplay there about can you can you not those? He's I, like, I can't tie. No, I can. Not. No, I cannot. You yeah, can like, you can not not. So you cannot. No, I cannot. Cannot. <laughs> so you cannot not. Who's there? <laughs> that that whole yeah, not not who's there. <laughs> that, that whole sequence and the the wordplay in there is very funny. Yeah. And if it was just in a more interesting part of the movie, I'd probably remember <laughs> it better. But it is this whole section is quite funny. And I'm like, so about Eeyore's tail? Have we just forgotten yeah. about that? Is that not what the movie was about? I thought that's what the movie was about. It's like, no, 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 we, we've got like five more minutes of riffing on knots to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. so he's in the hole. Wait. Does he sing this song before? He must sing this song before the hole. I think he sings this song before the hole. I think he sings it when he's imagining them all as pots of as honey. As pots of honey. Okay, so so we just backtrack a little bit and when he's imagining everyone is honey, he sings this song called, Oh, Everything is Honey. Everything is honey everywhere I see. Everything is honey and that's quite alright with me I am a bear of little brain, I can't explain Why everything will be changing to the favourite snack of Winnie the Pooh Can you? Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary It does, it does sound like <laughs> that, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> this has very cool animation. The animation re- in this is so nice. But all, what it does do is is make me realise that honey would not be very pleasant to submerge yourself in. You certainly wouldn't be swimming around like he is. No, you no. just kind of be stuck. Like <laughs> so that makes me feel just a little bit unpleasant. Yeah, it, yeah. It looks beautiful, and the music is. Nice. It's forgettable. I rem- Yeah, it's very, just hearing it then, all I could hear was, it's mm. a jolly holiday with Mary. And then yeah. I, I, I transformed that into bees or buzz. Da, 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 lion buzz and I'll be doing whatever snow does in summer. <laughs> like you can see, you yeah, can see yeah. where this came from. You can see the evolution. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, so, yeah, we've already explained what happens after this, but I gave this, I'm going to dive in, I gave this yep. a three for music and lyrics, I gave it a four for animation, I gave it a two for contribution because I have no idea what the fuck's going on in this movie anymore, mm-hmm. and I gave it a zero for cake. Yep, fair enough. I gave it a three for music and a two for lyrics. Uh, I gave it a four for animation, a one for contribution, and a zero for cake. Mm. 
It would be interesting to go and see what our lowest scoring movie is. I feel like it's going to be one of the early ones. I feel like there was a recent one where we were pretty unkind to it. Maybe maybe Tarzan we were a bit unkind to. Maybe a Goofy movie. Yeah, a Goofy movie did not score well. Lots of zeros in cakes. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I mean, we can see on the score list actually what's down the bottom. Remind me at the end and I'll have a look. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's everything was honey. And that's the last song, question mark? Uh, there's Pooh's Finale. Did you write that? I don't know what that I, is. I didn't write I it. I did, but it's like it's basically the sum up song. It's probably not long enough for us to work, be worth talking about because um, it's um, basically the song that is sung as he's diving into the giant pot of honey at the end when everything works out okay. Oh, I think um, I completely ignored it. Sorry. Yeah, so now don't let's not worry about that one. Um, but, yeah, that's basically it. Like the rest of the movie is just Pooh finds that Eeyore's tail is on Owl's doorbell oh, and that's he's right. offered a pot of honey but he puts it off to take his tail back to his friend. Yeah. He puts someone else's needs before his own, and that's the that's the end of the movie. Pooh seems to be the only one that eats honey, yet everyone has it. Everyone has it, and everyone is offering it to everyone except for Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> and Pooh is the one that is the only one that's eating it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when they make the prize for finding the tail is a pot of honey. Is a pot of honey, yeah. Who yeah. wants that except for Pooh? Just once, <laughs> just once in my life, I am going to stick my fist into a pot of honey and just shove it in my mouth. Don't like he do does. it. It won't be like he does. He just think about it. He shoves his fist in, pulls it out, mm. puts it in his mouth, and all the honey comes off. In real yeah. life, it would your hand would come out in slow motion, and there'd be like mm. spider webs of honey just dripping off. Mm. Then, as you carry it to your mouth, you'd end up with honey all over yourself. Then you'd put it in your mouth, and then. As you take your hand away, you'd have more spider webs and just be like, oh, my God, I'm just covered in goo. I don't, like- <laughs> I, I don't know if you think you're talking me out of this, but I'm actually, like, getting more and more into it the more you talk. Make so. sure you're naked <laughs> and in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think one day uh, maybe that'll be my 40th. I'll just go, this is what I'm doing for my 40th. <laughs> well, what did you do, wouldn't you like to know? You want to see pictures? I got pictures. <laughs> <laughs> fisted some honey into my mouth. <laughs> oh, boy. But that's uh, Winnie the Pooh from 2011. Um, nice nice movie to watch uh, in an afternoon, but it does sort of meander a little. Any final mm. thoughts on Winnie the Pooh stackers? This is a really lovely movie to watch with really young kids, I think. It's really yeah. digestible. It's really easy and lovely. Um, and just we'll, we'll get a lot of giggles and, and yeah, it, there, there's not a lot of thinking that goes involved because there's not really a storyline you need to follow. Mm. It's just kind of at the end, oh, remember you wanted a tale? Here it is, the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were able to watch this in a nap that our daughter took, so it is v- very accessible to watch uh, at any point in time in the day. Yeah. Um, I, in, in, a, in, a, in a Dissecting Disney Diddy first, I don't have an anecdote from Angie. 
because, because she, she did not finish the movie. <laughs> she walked out. So I guess her anecdote could be. It was boring. Sorry I didn't finish the film, Will. It was really boring, yeah. which is a direct quote. That's exactly what she said to me. <laughs> and I don't have a Tim's tidbit because I watched this without him. So, um, well, yeah. Well, there we go. A, 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 a lack of content for a movie that lacks content. Yeah. Well, uh, just looking at our overall scorecard, so the movies that appear the most down the bottom are The Jungle Book, uh huh, The Rescuers. Right, okay. The Fox and the Hound, <laughs> movies mm-hmm. I've forgotten we even reviewed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jungle Book surprises me, to be honest. Uh, we've got like That's What Friends Are For and Colonel Hutty's March are down there. Oh, I've forgotten both of those songs. So, yeah, yeah, and I also guess. My Own Home, which I think is the song she sings at the end that I really oh, hated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, remember yeah, it, but yep. I just remember I hated it. Um, <laughs> mm, yeah. There's also a few things from Sleeping Beauty down there, like Scumps, I Wonder, Sleeping oh, Beauty. Yeah. okay. Yeah, oh, and there's Blood a lot of Lum Bum. Oh, the, back from episode one. What a time. Yeah, so, yeah, they're all down there. But So as of the end of 2022, we have – 12 songs that have all scored a perfect score of 50. <laughs> 12. The- it's a 12-way battle royale so far. And none of those songs are from The Fox and the Hound. Cool. Cool. Mm. Do we have a winner from this episode? We do. And the winner is dun, 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 The Backs on the, the Backs Song. The Backs on the Backs. The Backs on the Backs. The Backs on the Love it. It's a it's a worthy winner. It's a it's a good song in a not so great movie. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much to everybody, uh, who has listened to this episode and especially to people who have followed us, uh, you know, for a long time, or especially those who have listened to us from episode one, when really, I can't believe you stuck with us after that Snow White episode that went for five years, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board and it's been a pleasure doing this with you, Will. And it's been a pleasure doing it with you too, Stackers. Um, have a very safe and happy holiday season, everyone. We will have one more episode going up on uh, our Patreon, which we are going to be discussing the 2022 Paysec and Paul Christmas musical Spirited. Spirited. And then, um, which I have not watched yet, but I am looking forward to. I have, and I'm saying nothing. And then we will <laughs> kick off next year with the film that everyone apparently has been waiting for us to dissect, which is Frozen. Frozen. And we kick off well and truly into the new renaissance. And hey, hey Will, there mm. are four films left. Oh, look, it's, uh, as, as much as I've enjoyed doing this, it's... Sometimes it feels like a bit of a slog getting through movies like movies when like this, which aren't, which aren't yeah. horrendous, but just it just is like, why are we bothering? Why are we bothering talking yeah, no, about this? I especially when we very, have gotten very... such good go. Sorry. I was just going to say, especially when we have had such good movies. Yeah. And to I sort of go back so feels a bit. These yeah. Next four. yeah. So it's going to be good for. We've got Frozen, Moana, Frozen 2, and Encanto. Yeah. Good, the, good movies. This is going to very, verily change 
the scales up top, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it for us for 2022, unless you're a Patreon. And mm-hmm. until next year, I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.